Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast. And on the phone with us now is Jordan Haywisher. And Jordan is originally from Sydney, Ohio, currently from Hillier, Ohio. But more importantly, Jordan is the Director of Water Quality and Research for the Ohio Farm Bureau. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Jordan, before we get started, we're going to talk a little bit about water quality today, but let's talk a little bit about your background growing up in Sydney in Shelby County and how you landed at this spot for the Ohio Farm Bureau. Yeah, so I grew up uh, as part of the fifth generation on our uh, hog farm. It it kind of transitioned over the years from uh, Belgium horses, the shorthorn cattle to then hogs and it's like last uh you know last effort and and uh, farming and so uh you know i grew up uh, working on the farm with my father and my brothers you know kind of that old old story of a lot of us in uh, in the midwest and i just really enjoyed my time there and have to have a pretty strong connection to uh you know just kind of living a unique life for for at least my friends growing up you know i i went to a larger um uh, school than, than you would think so growing up on a, on a pig farm in western Ohio and I kind of was the token uh, farm kid and so I, I grew up enjoying a lot of kind of one foot in and one foot out of, of agriculture and um, you know just really just really very blessed with having a, a very uh, unique and versatile uh, upbringing that has, that has really prepared me to, to kind of live my life you know post uh, you know 18 years old and it's, it's kind of shown shown the way uh, so to speak. You know, growing up in Shelby County, I'm sure you were well aware of other hog producers down there like the Vauble family and people like yourself that have uh, boots on the ground, hands in the dirt, taking care of your livestock and taking gr- care of the uh, farm. It's a, it's a pretty interesting life. Of course, for In Ohio Country today, our listeners out there, most of them are family farmers. Most of them come from the farm. But uh, for you, you took a little bit of a different route going to Ohio State. Uh, you graduated in turf grass uh, sciences, and uh, you uh, played a little football there, didn't you? Yeah, I think a little, little amount is probably the biggest part of that. I mean, uh, I, we grew up as a huge Ohio State family. Uh, my, uh, I think we were the fourth generation. You know, my brothers were to go to Ohio State. Uh, I was always very fortunate that um, being from a farm uh, family that each generation allowed, you know, allowed us really to to explore college and, and try to see what else was out there. And, you know, the previous generations came back um, to the farm uh, with that experience of the real world. And so uh, it was a, it was a great experience to, to be a walk on uh, on the football team for a few years. And, uh, you know, it just so happened to be right after they won the national championship in 02. So I was able to kind of be there in a very pivotal uh time period in our in Ohio State's history and, and just it was a really fun time to enjoy that with my family um obviously a lot of work and all that stuff but uh it was just a it, looking back now that it's been some years uh it's just really uh, uh the memories are just kind of hanging out with friends and family after the games and just uh you know using it as another mechanism uh, to get uh, everyone together uh on Saturdays and, and watch the team that we all love Jordan Haywisher is our guest from the Ohio Farm Bureau. He's the Director of Water Quality and Research, and he appears here on the In Ohio Country Today podcast, courtesy of our friends at Salina Insurance Group. You know, Jordan, after Ohio State, you went on to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and studied natural resources and environmental sciences. What got you into that? Well, um, I was fortunate enough to, uh, a couple months before I graduated, 
uh, in a job at Scotch Miracle Grow in Marysville. Uh, so if you don't know about Scotch, they're the, the world's largest uh, consumer lawn and garden company. And their headquarters happens to be uh, right outside of Ohio. And so uh, with their help, uh, they actually um, supported and paid for me to get my master's at University of Illinois as I was working still in Marysville. So I was able to be a research biologist for them, uh, doing, doing my studies at night, uh, and just really um, combine, uh, you know, the anecdotal stuff I learned on the farm on how to grow plants and then the turf science undergrad, and then really bumping it up with more crop science and soil science and and uh, environmental science classes there uh, at Illinois. And it just allowed me to round out my education a little bit, really put a lot of science behind my observations from being a researcher for uh, four or five years prior to that. And that really was the jumping off point for me to be in the current role that I am with Farm Bureau and just have um, a more holistic view of what's going on uh, and not so pinpointed like uh, like turf grass science would be. You know, it's like going to school for uh, this monocrop uh, that happens to be at sports stadiums or golf courses is uh, is a very specific path. So I was very happy to broaden those skills out. And that's allowed me to do um, so much more stuff with my career. You know, Jordan, you mentioned a very important uh, point about your education, talking about a holistic view. And it's something that uh, I want you to share with our listeners here and the viewers on our television show in Ohio Country today. That holistic approach that comes from growing up on a farm, having the education and background professionally to be able to translate into what you're doing today for the Ohio Farm Bureau and, and communicating that to both the farm community and the non-farm community. Yeah, and that's, that's been a pivotal role. I mean, you see it in your, um, in your world where you see, uh, you see how they're vulnerable. Uh, it was your maiden name, at least it was the how I grew up with everybody. You see people who uh, are key uh, cogs in this information transfer because the divide is getting wider. You have more people who are further and further away from the farm, and you have uh, the understanding and technology that's going on the farm more complicated. And so to have those people that can, um, you know, break it down into layman's terms or translate it a little bit is great because I'm not an expert really. Um, you know, I, I, I consider myself an average scientist and an average communicator, but I at least can, um, can be the, the duct tape or the conduit, like I said before, of that information and allow for, you know, better understanding from both sides. And really, um, that's, that's transferred well to the, to the Farm Bureau side because, I, you know, I do have the farm background, so I don't have to study as much on, okay, what's, what's this fertilizer they're talking about or what's this piece of machinery? And I don't have to focus on that. I can focus on how do I take the stuff that maybe the farmers don't understand as well and, and, and uh, put that into the terms so they can understand. And, and, and really, um, it hasn't been as hard as I thought. I mean, uh, this, this comes without saying, but what farmers have to do technology-wise and understanding wise is um incredible you know people like to boil farmers down to uh to maybe a caricature or a stereotype but um you have people that are uh that are just average size farmers that are that are uh the ceos the cfos the cmos the and and the shoveler of uh of these multi-million dollar businesses uh and it's quite remarkable all the stuff they have to handle and so my job on the environmental side is just how can I pave the way for them to get from point A to point B and do the right thing that they want to do and do it efficiently and without um, hurting their bottom line or their crop yield? It's interesting to see how many people go to Ohio State 
or go to other our, uh, some of the other fine colleges that we have here in the Buckeye State, like Central State University or Wilmington, and being able to bring that back to the farm because the ever-changing technology and the ever-changing need by the non-farm public to know where their food comes from and to be making sure that it's healthy when it comes from the field to the plate, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely pivotal. I mean, it, it, to be a good farmer, it doesn't mean you have to go to college, but I think uh, if you, if you uh, weren't able to go to a university or uh, a college, I think it's still nice uh, you know, to, to jump onto YouTube, jump onto Twitter, um, you know, go to field days, and you see it all the time. I mean, even if you didn't go to college, um, there's farmers that are just out there soaking up so much information. And, and that's what we've really seen is, um, you know, it's great to have that baseline of, of, of edu- you know, education and what's being taught in the books. But um, that peer-to-peer learning is something that has been just so pivotal in, in information transfer. And just, um, you know, farmers just really, really trust other farmers. And it's been really interesting. But I think it's just, you know, taking pieces of information from all different sources and just being open to it. Um, I know it's tough in these days um, with economics. I know it's tough to try things, uh, but it's just uh, it's just really pivotal to keep moving forward and, and, and trying new things on bits of your land uh, in order to just kind of keep this whole thing moving in the right direction. Jordan Haywisher is our guest today. He is with the Ohio Farm Bureau, Director of Water Quality and Research. We're going to take a little time out. We want to thank our friends at Salina Insurance Group for sponsoring today's program. You're listening to the In Ohio Country Today podcast. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Jordan a little bit more about our specific topic for today, and that's water quality. We'll be back right after this timeout. From all of us at Salina Insurance Group, we would like to say thank you to our farmers, ranchers, agricultural producers, and distributors who work diligently along the food supply chain to put food on our tables. We salute all those who leave their homes every day so that you can be safe in yours. At Salina Insurance, we're proud of all the people in the food supply chain that go above and beyond to maintain the quality, wholesome food we need and work to keep those connections moving forward for your family and ours. Stronger together, striving for better days and a brighter future. So thank you farmers, ranchers, agricultural producers, and professionals who bring us the food and fiber needed so that we can all continue to move forward and remain healthy. From all of us here at Salina Insurance Group, thank you. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast. On the phone with us is Jordan Haywisher. He is with the Ohio Farm Bureau, Director of Water Quality and Research. And Jordan, of course, uh, it's nice to know a uh, farm kid done well, <laughs> as they say, from good old Sydney, Ohio, working for the Farm Bureau. What's what's it like uh, working for the Farm Bureau? You, you really 
uh, get around all over the state, don't you? Yeah, it's great. You know, I think, um, you know, one of the things I've always appreciated, we talked a little bit earlier about my kind of career trajectory. It's like, you know, I grew up on a farm that was five generations, and then I went to Scott's. I went to Ohio State, which obviously has a storied history. Then I went to Scott's that um, was another family-owned business from 150 years ago. And now I'm at Farm Bureau where we just celebrated 100 years. And so I've kind of been in this um, this uh, pattern of representative in a, in, a, in a cog and something that has this rich history and hopefully, you know, a far future. And I think that's been the biggest thing is how far Farm Bureau uh, takes people as you move about. Um, the countryside, you know, I mean, I drive all over the place, uh, at least in pre COVID days to go to meetings and talk to people. And, and no matter what, you know, there's always someone saying, Oh, my grandpa was a farm bureau member or used to be president. It just kind of has this, like, uh, this long lasting, um, kind of, uh, kinship that is just really amazing. And, and I know, I knew that coming in, but just to experience it firsthand is amazing. You know, that people like to refer to this part of the area with, you know, salt of the earth people and, you know, uh, but it truly is, you know, you have people that, that give their volunteer, their, their volunteer time, their free time from a busy schedule of being uh, agricultural workers to, to help solicit membership and, 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 and uh, use their time to give their opinions and go to, go to meetings. And uh, it's just a really great organization, a really great grassroots organization to be a part of. And it's something that I have learned more and more about as the years go on. And I, it's just been a wonderful experience. Uh, Gary Jackson and Alan Davis, who do the show with me, the television show with me, we've uh, all had the pleasure of joining the Ohio Farm Bureau for the president's trip to Washington, D.C. on various occasions. And one of the things that I'm impressed with is the um, long-reaching arms. I don't know how else to describe it, but the Farm Bureau, how strong it is here in the Buckeye State. And when you have an organization that's that strong advocating for a particular group like the agricultural industry here in the Buckeye state, which is the number one industry here in Ohio. You, you've got to know that you're working for an organization that, that really has an impact and can impact things on a national basis. Right, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's different. I mean, I'm not a lobbyist and I don't have a lot of experience with that, but I think it's different if maybe you're a lobby for like um, a private industry or maybe one specific company, but, um, I would say when you're when you're when you're having experiences talking to legislators either locally or, or, or nationally, and you have um, the, the the words and the experiences of, of tens or maybe a hundred thousand members behind you, it just means different. It just means that it has a specific impact on your general citizens, on the constitu- constituencies that um, that cast their vote for these people to represent them. So it just hits different than, than what, um, you know, lobbying or advocacy on other categories would be, you know, like how can you argue with advocating for, um, you know, uh, better, uh, you know, uh, conditions or better, uh, you know, more logical things that would, that would maybe put, put people out of business. I mean, you're, you're talking about one for one decisions, uh, that are being made on whether maybe a farm survives in the near future, where there isn't a sixth generation on a farm like mine or, or whatever. And that's, that's really heavy. And that's really important. I think that's what it kind of puts the extra boost in, in the people that work for, for Farm Bureau is knowing that every day, you know, as cheesy as it sounds every day, we do have those, those uh, tens of thousands of members kind of uh, as the, uh, the angel on our shoulder when we're, when we're advocating to be on behalf of them. You know, and sometimes Jordan, it's, as you said, it's all about logical issues sometimes, just explaining the, the 
simple logic behind what our farmers need to be successful out there is sometimes a struggle, especially with politicians and other entities like that, that have no clue about what's happening on the farm, but you guys are doing an outstanding job and we are so proud of individuals like you and what the Ohio Farm Bureau has been doing for several years. On the phone with us is Jordan Haywisher. Jordan is the Director of Water Quality and Research with the Ohio Farm Bureau. And he's here courtesy of our good friends, one of our fine sponsors on our television show, Salina Insurance Group. Well, about six years ago, Jordan, the Ohio Farm Bureau announced that it was investing a million dollars of member funds to develop a comprehensive water quality action plan. You want to give us an update? Yeah, I think um, that $1 million was kind of a whopping figure. Right? Uh, you know, we're a membership organization. That's, that's membership money from our from our farmers. And, you know, six years later, I think we're at 2.3 or 2.5 million, something like that. So we've gone above and beyond. Uh, as we've seen fit, it wasn't, it wasn't about hitting a number figure. It was about applying money to the areas that we thought really needed it. And we blew right through that a million dollars because we, we, we just kept finding places that we thought needed more programming and more funding. And so uh, we've utilized things, uh, utilized for different programs like our demonstration farms, our, our giving, uh, we did five years of local water quality grants. So giving grants to our local farm bureaus to partner with tens of soil and waters and uh, tens more of other, you know, private and public uh, entities that had provided match money to do all these uh, different projects locally. So not only are we, we, uh, we hitting them broadly with water quality projects, but we're pinpointing one uh, at home for a lot of these counties as well. To be uh, exact, Jordan, it's $2.63 million that you, that the Ohio Farm Bureau has given it so far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think it just goes to show, you know, we set a goal, but it really wasn't, uh, the goal that stopped us, you know, we didn't stop at a million dollars in one dollar. You know, we, we just kind of saw what, what put in the, the needs of the industry and, and kept on chugging. You know, the governor's plan for Ohio watersheds includes 60,000 existing miles of rivers and streams, 430,000 existing acres of wetland areas, and 125,000 existing lakes, reservoirs, and ponds. You're talking about a big watershed there, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big area. You know, um, the, the obviously farmland is pretty vast in the, in the areas that go into a lot of our, our lakes and water bodies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's everyone's charged to protect them. And I think uh, with the H2O money and with, you know, money from commodity groups and, and other organizations, I think we're really at a great point. I don't think there's a state around the country that has such a cohesive, a bond between all of the groups that have water at the forefront of their, their, their mission statement. And here we are, we're at the cusp of, of getting more money in the watershed, more pinpoint money. And I think protecting all those miles of, of river and, uh, and, and shorelines and everything is, is uh, really, really vital. And, and I think we're just really excited to, to not only get H2 Ohio kicked off on, on behalf of, uh, of, of the state, but also just what doing what we can do to continue that for more years um, on out besides the first couple of years. You know, we ran into you with Director Polanda at uh, various locations. We're trying to get the H2 Ohio plan initiated and trying to discuss that with farmers and various entities, stakeholders that are involved in the particular watersheds up here in Northwest Ohio, which is really what initiated this program to begin with. 
Obviously, COVID-19 has had a little bit of an impact as far as the state's budget is concerned. Can we talk a little bit about, we, we obviously know what the Farm Bureau has committed to this, but where's the state right now with regards to funding this program? Uh, luckily, the state was able to at least secure the first uh, year's funding, so at least allows it to get kicked off. And a lot of the money goes to long-term planning for with new-term management plans for farmers. So, uh, something that a lot of you know a lot of people thought was a very important first step is just getting plans for farmers uh, kind of kicked off and rolling. And then hopefully, you know, we'll see other funding sources, or you know, maybe H two I will kick back in through the budget uh, for years to come, so that we were just able to have more long-term planning from farmers. Some of these things require. Uh, equipment investment and things like that that are really hard to come by in this economic time. So it's holding uh, steady and it's not completely going away. And then uh, you know, there was a couple thousand farmers that signed up at the first iteration of it. And now solar water folks are going back through and, uh, and reconfirming uh, what, what those farmers want to do ongoing with maybe a little shortened window of funding than they thought previously. Yeah, it was amazing the number of farmers and stakeholders that attended those meetings, especially the one that we had here in Wampakoneta there in the early spring to try to discuss what the plans were for that particular program. And let's hope it it continues to be funded at 100%. The uh, latest research that's being conducted on the Blanchard River demonstration farms, why don't we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, it's really just a mouthpiece, you know, a, a trumpet for all the work that's going on around the state. We have a few farms up there that um, that that we are contracting with the farmers to, to do different demonstrations of, of science, you know, new new conservation practices that are either maybe early adoption stuff where it's like, hey, we're not quite sure how this is going to go, or ones that are maybe a little bit more proven, or ones that are kind of finalized that we're just saying, hey, we need to get more eyes on this thing. We need to show legislators and, and public uh, folks and then also uh, local farmers that this thing is ready to go and see how it can implement on their farm if possible. So. That's really what the Dale Farms are about, is bringing people on the farms and, you know, saying this is a cover crop. This is what edge of field monitoring looks like. Talk to this farmer. A lot of times the farmers are just rolling up with their a tractor on the combine and jumping out and talking to a group for like 15 minutes. And then they go about their day. So it's like this live action, uh, you know, farm experience. And they don't get talking points or whatever. It's just their charge to say this is what's going on on my farm. And then it's our charge to show, you know, showcase some of the, the, the like, you know, new and innovative things that are going on. Jordan Haywisher, Director of Water Quality and Research, is our guest today from the Ohio Farm Bureau, courtesy of our friends at Salina Insurance Group. Well, before we let you go, let's talk about the uh, role of the newly developed Ohio Agriculture Conservation Initiative. Yeah, so the OACI, or the Ohio Agricultural Conservation Initiative, is, again, another acronym for us to remember. I, I kind of make the joke of I need a quarterback <laughs> wristband, you know, for all the acronyms. Uh, but for this one, um, it, it, it's a really uh, innovative group of the commodity groups, including Farm Bureau, and then in, uh, conservation folks like Soil and Water, and uh, the Nature Conservancy, and other environmental groups like Ohio Environmental Council, some groups that maybe not always are on the same side of things or at the table together, but we've come together for two major projects that we think are going to um, are going to help uh, magnify the funding and the efforts that have already been going on, uh, not only in the Western Basin, but around the state. And there's two projects. One is a, uh, a farmer certification program. So just allowing farmers to, to sign up to the program and, and say, this is what I'm doing on my farm and, and see what their level of certification is. So it's a way for us to, to 
reward and identify those that have been doing it for a long time, uh, but also bringing up that middle area of farmers who maybe have been curious about certain stuff, but maybe just haven't had the, the time or the funding or the, the knowledge to, to kind of keep moving up the conservation ladder. So that's a big one. So, you know, in, in the future, we hope to, to be able to, uh, you know, promote that we have X number of farmers and acres and stuff that are certified to that. When people start to talk about Ohio and Ohio farmers and what they're doing, that's the starting point. We know this many acres are doing this thing. And so where's our next, you know, next area that we need to help uh, build back up? So I think that's really big. The second project is a farm field uh, verification. So it's really an assessment of individual farm fields that are randomly selected in the Western Mediterranean Basin. And it allows for us to have a jumping off point to where conservation um, efforts are currently. And so we can track those year over year allows for us to go back and say, okay, in 19 and 20, here's where we're at on cover crops. And we can break down by uh, county and watershed and all that stuff and really just allow for ODA or, you know, USDA or whoever uh, to see where the money's going and how it's affecting things. And for good or for bad, maybe there a hole somewhere and then we can plug in uh, OSU Extension, CS and other people to say, we need more programming about this specific practice in this county. And there's no a uh, better way to, to kind of pinpoint everyone's efforts and, and funds and to be able to identify it down to the county in the, in the, in the Huckett watershed and just keep this thing moving forward as opposed to just blanketing side with, with help, which is great, but let's do that. And then also boil it down to where we can, you know, really uh, fast forward the progress in the future. Jordan, if people want a little bit more information about what you're doing there at the Ohio farm bureau and helping farmers do their part to clean up and preserve the state's waterways, where do they go? In order to find out more about uh, what Farm Bureau is doing, uh, please go to OFBF.org. It's it's our general site, but it will kind of point you in the direction uh, that you want to go. Either you're looking for energy information or water information or just what's the latest on on what's going on around farming. Uh, And we just really appreciate the support. And uh, any interaction with farmers is great. And uh, and we we hope to keep working towards, uh, you know, better farming and cleaning water in the future. And, of course, the H2 Ohio site is h2.ohio.gov. Jordan Haywisher, the Director of Water Quality and Research for the Ohio Farm Bureau, has been our guest today. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. And for more information, as always, you can go to our website at inohiocountry.com. You'll get a link to all of our podcasts as well as a link to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and more at inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.